Thank you, thank you. Uh, man, it, it is exciting to be here this morning. Uh, at the uh, fall is, is in the air. I, I missed the, the drive up north. I heard that the leaves were up for all of two days. Um, and, then, and then forget it. They, they changed color and they were gone. Uh, we, uh, it's, this is a, a special time of year, I think, for, for everybody, and, and especially for, for my family. I'm going to talk about it here in my message this morning, but uh, this is a great time of year, but I think the one thing that we got to make sure that we remember is, is that while we're thankful, while we're grateful, while we're, we're uh, thinking how happy we are, the season and the joy and all that, there's, there's people that this is... Uh, one of the most stressful, hard times of the year. Um, there's, there's more depression, suicide than any other month uh, throughout this November, December time period, this, this holiday season. Uh, and that's one of the, the reasons why we pray. That's one of the reasons why we, we don't just check a box, but we actually check our box. We look internally. We've been talking about, about prayer. And it's about looking out for, for not just ourselves, it's, it's not just a God's our slot machine, we're going to throw up our, our prayer requests, throw out our list and, and get our candy back and move on, but, it, but it's, a, it's, it's something different. In fact, over the, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about prayer and the, the questions that we have about it. Um, you know, the, the, the questions that arise, there's those bottom two question marks at the end of prayer there, and, and you see that, and, and prayer really does, for a lot of us, come with questions. Do I have to? Um, okay, well, well, you know, for, for how long? Um, is there a proper way to? Is, is there a method? Do I have to go to this certain place or do this certain thing? Or, uh, you know, or maybe I'm not really that good. I don't know what to pray. And, and just kind of these questions that arise with prayer. But today what I want to do, in, in week one, Brandon talked about the Lord's Prayer uh, went over the first half of that, and then last week I talked about a specific prayer that I think we need to be praying, and that's the prayer on unity. Jesus prayed it, Paul prayed it, and how important that prayer is uh, for, for our society today. Uh, but today what I want to do is I want to backtrack. I want to go back to the basics, if you will, and, and talk about uh, just a, a little bit more about those questions that we have, the questions on prayer. Because I believe that one of the biggest deterrents to prayer is our misunderstanding of prayer. Uh, there's many times in my own life where I've felt completely inadequate at prayer. Um, heading off into Bible college as a, as a young Bible college student, I'm all on fire, excited, get off to Bible college, and, and somebody says, hey, you want to pray? I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I'm a Bible college student, right? I mean, that's, we're supposed to be you know, full of fire and zeal and, and fervor and all those big words that you know, mean something. You, you have to look them up in the King James. And so, so I was like, yeah, I'll pray, and I prayed, and, and uh, I had a classmate that was uh, from overseas, and they said, wow, you, you really do pray like an American. I'm like, well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I am, I am one. So, but it, it got me, it got me thinking initially, and I started questioning my prayers, and I, I, you know, and so all of a sudden now I feel inadequate. I'm like, well, what did they really mean? And and for a period of time, for a while, I, I stopped praying. I mean, I was just, I wasn't gonna pray in public. Uh, I, I just, you know, what did they mean by that? What, you know, what, am I praying wrong? Am I praying this way? And but in that as well, I think out of that came this. This recognition uh, more so of what prayer is than even when I was in Bible college and thought I knew how to pray. 
there was a, a deeper understanding of what prayer is. And, and prayer, I, I want to show you a simple definition this morning. Prayer is literally nothing more than communicating with God. Running definition for, for today would be communicating with God. Prayer is communicating with God. That's what it is. And, and this thought is, it's so simple. I mean, it really is just that simple. But at the same time, it, it's so profound that, that we get to communicate with the maker, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who, who formed and fashioned, who breathed life, who, who spoke the very world into existence. We get to have a relationship with the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth. And yet at the same time, I think that scares us sometimes, and, and that's where we start to misinterpret or misrepresent what prayer is, when prayer is nothing more than communicating with God. Our prayer life doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Our prayer life doesn't need to be a, a, a replication of, and that's literally what, what, what happened to me. What I realized in my own life is I went off to Bible college. My prayer life, what I was doing is, is saying, well, I've, I've studied these people, and, and I've watched these people, and so now I'm going to pray and watch this because you know, I've, I've studied them. But that's not what prayer is. Prayer isn't a, a, a me mimicking what I've seen in somebody else. It's a representation of my own life. It's, it's a communication between God and myself. And I hope today that everybody in here would, with me, go back to the basics and check your box. Check prayer in your life. Don't just, don't just tick it off as done. But instead, look at yourself. Examine yourself. And I hope that we pray more creatively. I want to point out a scripture this morning that David prayed. This was a prayer of David, and this was in Psalms chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. David prays, and he says this, Give ear to my words, O Lord. In other words, he's, he, he's crying out, he's screaming, he's saying, God, I just, I just need you to listen. And then he says this, and I, I love this line. Listen to what he says. He says, consider my sighing. When you think about the context of what he's asking, his sighing is going to be communication with God. I, I liken it to uh, me and Melissa are, are sitting around the house and, and I'm on a phone conversation. And, you know, the, the phone conversation, it can be short, it can be long, whatever, but, but we, I end up hanging up and, and she'll ask me, what's wrong? I never said that anything was wrong. I, 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 never, I never communicated that this was a, a negative phone call or that something bad happened or anything like that. But, but because of the intimacy that we have for each other, because of the relationship that we have for each other, she understands and knows my size. My gestures, my body language. And here it is, David, the same thing, saying, God, we're so intimate that, that I can sigh towards you and I know that you'll acknowledge what it is that I'm saying. In verse 2, he continues on and he says, listen to my cry for help, my king and my God, for, for to you I pray. This isn't some God that he just knows about, some God far off in the distance, but rather it's this, it's this intimate relationship that he has. It's a conversation with God. And in verse 3, he says, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. God, I, I know you. 
I know your goodness. Here's, here's what I'm thinking about. Here's, here's what I'm going through. And now, now I'm, I'm going to wait. I know you're going to do something, God. Why? Because we talked about it a, a month ago in our Through the Valley series. I know you're going to do something. You moved the mountain, and I know that I know that I know you'll do it again in this situation. And so I'm just going to wait expectantly. It may, it may be what I'm asking for. It may be different than what I'm asking for. It, it may be exactly how I want it. It may be completely different from how I want it. But, but I know some way, God, somehow you're, you're going you're gonna to step into this situation. And so I wait expectantly. Because that's who you are. It's your heart. It's your character. But this prayer, I think, is just an example of, of David's personality, his relationship with God. This isn't the style of prayer that, that I would necessarily pray. This was an expression of David. See, we all connect with God in different ways. I, I would pray that through today, one of the things that you do is you give yourself permission to, to recognize that prayer is so much more than, than just kneeling down before your bed at, at time at night and, and clasping your hands together. Well, I saw it in a book once, so, so that's the way prayer must be. Some of you might want to sing your prayers. In your heart, there's always a song, and so to you, as opposed to, to a kneeling down with your hands clasped before bed, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's, it's in song maybe that comes out. For others of you, God would probably say, no, no, you don't need to sing. It's okay. <laughs> no, okay. For some of you, though, you, you may be, uh, there's, man, there's some people that I've met in this building that are, are phenomenal, that can write eloquently, that do these uh, great emails, that do these great blogs, that do these great writings. And to you, I'd say the same. Man, write out a prayer to God. It isn't always necessarily the exact same thing. Now you have to, everybody shut your eyes, bow your heads, and, and now, okay, I'm going to have to say something from the top of my head. Man, sit down, write an email, and just put it in a, a save box, my prayer box. For each and every one of us, it, it's, it's individual. It's a relationship with God. It's communicating with God. For some of you, when you're hurting, it, it may just be that you go before God and, and, and maybe even... It, I give you permission to unleash emotion. It doesn't have to always be rigid and, and, and taut and, and just right and proper. For some of you, you just need to tell God exactly how you feel. For some, maybe it's, it's the opposite of unleashing emotion. Maybe it's excitement for the day and, and you walk out and you see the sunrise and, and, and you just want to glorify God and thank him for the beauty of the day. It's communicating with God. And today what I want to do quickly is just go through four simple ways that we communicate with God. And, and I think these are, are practical even with communicating with, with individuals, with, with people that we relate to. But as well, it, that's exactly what it is. Just as we relate to people, so too we can relate to God. The first one that I want to go over today, communicating with God... I think the first thing that we need to do is, is to do it honestly. And, and this sounds kind of ridiculous that I would even have to write that. But the reality is, I think for a lot of us, for most of us, we, there's, there's a lack of honesty in our prayer. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. This is, this is the, probably the 
perfect example that I could give. This is Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week, and at some point, somebody is going to ask someone to pray. Now, before the meal, family will have gathered. Everybody's hanging out, hanging around. You're talking to Uncle Joe. Oh, man, that's great, Uncle Joe. That's hilarious. And, you know, you're talking to your cousin, your primo. Yeah, man, you're talking about life, and you're enjoying it, and you're talking. You're carrying on a conversation. And then mom or, or somebody looks and says, hey, so-and-so, would you, would you pray for the meal? <clears throat> you got to start off with a cough because you can't approach the Lord without the clearing of the throat. So after you have properly, righteously cleared the throat, <clears throat> you, get the, you, get, you get the proper voice. And the words and the dynamics, making sure to accentuate the S's. Our most gracious heavenly Father, benevolent in all your ways, O oh Lord, we thank you for this bounty that is in front of us. And then as soon as you say amen, you're like, amen. And hey, will you pass the turkey? And I, and I can only imagine God's just doing this face palm. This, oh, are you serious? I mean, do you not know that I can hear you now? And I, I mean, seriously. Uh, why can't we just be honest with our prayer life? I, I, it doesn't have to be a show. What ends up happening is we tend to talk to God in a way that we don't talk to anybody else at all. What if, what if my own children, outside playing in the sand pit, having fun outside, jumping on the trampoline, all of a sudden realize they're thirsty and need to run inside, but before they run inside, they have to stop and make themselves presentable before they enter into the room of Corey. It really is called that. We, no, I'm, <laughs> and they walk in. Oh, gracious father of mine, I would pray for the financial bounty to be blessed with the opportunity to attend the concessions and purchase a water. That's not who my kids are. I, it, it would be weird. And, and so the same I wonder how weird it is for God, our Father, who, who maybe hears the same thing over and over again. A lack of honesty. I think there's numerous times throughout Scripture where we see people being uh, so brutally honest, it's almost scary. I, I put an example up here of one time when Moses prayed to God. But I, I think through every single situation, through every single time when people are, are praying to God just in this raw emotion, what you see is that, that God's, God's okay. He's secure enough to handle it. Moses is upset with God, and you can almost hear the sarcasm in his prayer. Exodus 5, he writes, he says, Oh Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is that, is that really why you sent me? Is that why you called me? There was a burning bush, all this, this pomp and circumstance. Was, was it all just so that we could have this trouble now? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not rescued us at all. There was an emotion, but, but it was an honest emotion. It says God knows the thoughts and the intents of our hearts, so, so what, do we need to fake it and pretend? 
Or, or, or can we be real? Now, now listen here, I'm not saying we're irreverent before God. We still approach him with reverence. We still worship God. We always want to be worshipful. We always want to be submitted to him. But there's times when we can just be open, brutally uh, honest with ourselves and just say, God, I don't get it. I've been trying to do what I thought you wanted me to do, and, and it's not working out the way that I thought you would want it to work out. There may be times when you're looking at something going, God, I, I don't know about this situation. I'm concerned. We had that whole series talking about through the valleys. And I think it's okay to understand that we can pray, we can relate, we can communicate with God. Praying honestly. In fact, I, I would say that as you look in Scripture, there's only two times we see in Scripture that Jesus criticized other people's prayers. Brandon talked about him in week one in Matthew chapter six when the disciples approached Jesus about prayer. The only time that Jesus ever criticized others about prayer was when they were too lengthy for show or when they were inauthentic. People were more concerned about, about what others would think of their prayers rather than what God would think. Look, your, your prayer doesn't have to be unnecessarily long. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It, it doesn't have to be fancy before God. It's just real. There was a, at the, the church that we were previously at down in South Texas, there was a, uh, a Cajun that had uh, moved from Louisiana, transported down to South Texas. And when I say Cajun, like there's Cajun and then there's Cajon, all right? And he was, he was the latter times three, four, five, I don't know, it was... But I still remember we had a morning, uh, a men's, Friday morning men's prayer. And one of the first couple times he was there, somebody looked at him and said, Hey, Dubay, you want to pray? Nope. I mean, like the, the room went silent. Like, nobody says no. What do you mean no? He, nope. A few weeks went by and, and then all of a sudden somebody asked him again. And, and now kind of more, a little more comfortable with the group, he, he said he'd pray and you know, but he'd been listening to everybody else's prayer on Friday mornings. And so, you know, it was just kind of this, this timid, oh, oh Heavenly Father, uh, we are most grateful and gracious. And, and he, he kind of continued, he stammered through it and he made it. But, but what was amazing was, I, I mean, a year later, you're listening to him and, and somebody asked him to pray. And it was just from the heart. It just flowed. Why? Because, because there was a relationship. And now it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just some far off unknown, but it was a communication with God. We have to talk to God honestly. The second thing that we must do when communicating with God is we need to learn that it's okay to talk to God about everything that matters to us. We have this tendency, kind of like uh, blue collar. We, we think that, you know, if we throw in a prayer, we have to at least make sure that we pray for the pygmies and, <laughs> you know, some other really big Big, big deal, that way our prayers get heard because there's big things and then there's little things. But, but God cares for his children. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in, in what? Come on. In what? No, 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 it says just the big stuff. In what? <laughs> in everything. 
in everything, in everything, in everything that you're going through, in everything that matters to you, by prayer and by petition, by supplication, by thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In everything, we talk to God about it. Everything that we go through, everything that is important to us, whatever is important to you is gonna be important to God because you are his child, his, his, his son, his daughter. In scripture, I, you look through scripture and, and, and on the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prayers, you, you see the different things that, that mattered to individuals, the, what they prayed for, what they brought before God. To, to Zacharias, it was a son. To Solomon, it was, it was praying to God for wisdom. For, for Moses and Samson, they both prayed for water in a time when there wasn't any water. Daniel had a weird dream and he prayed to God for an interpretation. Gideon felt called to the Lord and asked God for a sign. Abraham's servant prayed that God would give him favor to find a wife for his, his master Abraham's son Isaac. David prayed for forgiveness after sinning with Bathsheba. Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain. And then he prayed that it would. If there's any of you here today that are currently praying that it would rain, I need to talk to you after service. Paul, Paul prayed about something that bothered him. Bothered him. He, he called it a thorn in my side. And on, on three different occasions, we see him bringing this issue up before God. God, I need you to fix this thorn in my side. The disciples prayed for boldness. Last week, Jesus and Paul, we, we talked about how both of them prayed for, for unity. Jesus specifically that the disciples, that, that the brethren, the fellowship would have unity. And when you look throughout scripture, what you're going to see is, is all these different things, every single random thing that mattered to those individuals mattered to God. People took it before God and it mattered to him because it mattered to his children. You pray about everything. This morning I would say, man, what, what, what is it for you? Is it, is it well, man, I've been struggling with these headaches. Have to talk to God about it. At the end of a long day, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the, uh, any, any gumption to continue going. Man, talk to God about it. I've got this car that's got all these miles, and I, and I don't know. If I'm thinking about trading it in. Maybe I need to sell it. I don't know what I should do. And talk to God about it. You're in school, and you've got a, a term paper due. Or you've got a report that's due at work. Talk to God about it. You're a parent here this morning and you've got a child that's struggling. Talk to God about it. Your boss is driving you crazy. <laughs> Talk to God about it. I've had people knock on the door and, and come in here and, and start just, Corey, man, I need to talk to you. Do, you. do you realize that the blood moons are here and that the end of the world is coming? And, and I'm like, hey, have you talked to God about it? Well, you, yeah, but, but I mean, tomorrow, what are we going to do? I don't know, maybe talk to God about it. I'm, and hear me, I'm, I'm not making light of, of your issue, but, but just have you, have you gone before God with whatever it is? All of a sudden you realize this week's Thanksgiving and you have to put up with Uncle Joe or Aunt whoever. Tension within the family. Talk to God about it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast your cares, your worries, your anxiety on him. Why? It continues. It says, cast all these things before the Lord. Cast them on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7, the Lord cares for his children. 
So we talk to God openly. We talk to God honestly. And, and then we talk to God about what matters to us. And, and then number three, in communicating with God, we've got to learn to talk to God continually. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 8 says this, Be joyful always and pray continually. King James Version says, pray without ceasing. Giving thanks to God in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Praying continually. I think to, to, to pray often and throughout, I think that as we wake up, the very first thought of our day shouldn't be, let me grab the phone and see you know, who, who tagged me and what photo. But should be, man, God, thank you. God, I, I look forward to the opportunity that you're going to give me today, Lord God, to show your grace, to show your mercy, to show your love. Train your mind. I pray, Lord God, that my, my life would be used for your glory. There was a, a British evangelist, um, fairly well known. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith, Smith Wigglesworth had a, had a phrase. He said this. He, he said, I never pray for more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never go for more than 20 minutes without praying. Look, look not, that, not that a long prayer, so there's some of you, there's some of you that can walk into a prayer closet and, and like two hours later, you're, you're still just going at it. Me, look, if I come out of a prayer closet after two hours, you can guarantee I was probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Oh, my. I, I've, got, I've got like prayer ADD. I start praying. I'm like, oh, man, Lord God, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for the morning, the sunrise, sunrise, sunrise. Man, you get bacon in the morning. I love bacon. Bacon's so good. Oh, but I mean, not, 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 that, not that I wouldn't do breakfast like any time of day, but I, I do love chicken and steak, too. Man, I had a great steak at that one restaurant one time. Um, man, it was, it was really good. I mean, I can't, I can't, forget, I can't forget seafood. Man, I love seafood. You know what? I haven't taken the kids to the beach in a long time. I probably ought to take, I, I, we need to go to the, in fact, man, not only have we not been to the beach, I haven't been to the mountains. The kids have never seen snow and, and the, oh, the majestic mountains. God, so beautiful. So I thank you. I mean, I make it back there sometime. <laughs> but it's, for some of you, it, it, this, this could just conceptually revolutionize your life. This phrase, I, I I've never prayed for more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never go for more than 20 minutes without praying. For some of you, you need to walk into your office and say, God, I pray today that you would use me effectively. As you see coworkers, Lord God, I, I thank you for so-and-so. I thank you for what you're doing in this person's life. I, I pray for his marriage, Lord God. I pray, for, I pray for her children. Situations that you see. As you're walking into a meeting, God, would you lead me? Would you, would you give me the words to say, direct me in this meeting? The decisions that you're making. Look, it's an ongoing, consistent conversation with God. It, while you're driving to work, while you're mowing the yard, while you're, you're doing everyday mundane, it's, it's, it's a communication with God. You keep on praying to the Lord. So what is prayer? It's... It's just that. It's communicating with God. It's talking to him honestly. It's, it's talking to him about everything that matters to you. It's talking to him continually. And, and then the last point I want to bring up, number four, is learning not just to talk to God, but to also listen for his response. 
We talk to God, yes, but we also listen for a response. You, you can't have one-sided communication. Communication, by definition, it says it's an, it's an exchange. In other words, there's, there's more than one party. There's, there's more than one person involved, and, and there's an exchange. There's a back and forth. Communication is a two-way street. How weird would it be if in marriage... All I ever talked to Melissa was, well, well here's what I want you to do. <laughs> I went, come, come, help me out. I don't really do that. Hey, uh, could, you, uh, could you make breakfast this morning? Could you, could you run this up to the office for me today? Hey, I, I need you to pray about this situation for me. Could you, could you pick up my dry cleaning? These are actually all different things that I've, I've used and said. But that's not communication. What kind of relationship would we have if, if that was the extent of, of, of our communication? It wouldn't be a relationship. It, it wouldn't be a meaningful relationship. And it definitely wouldn't be communication. Why, why would you think that God would be any different? God not only wants to hear us, but he wants us to hear him. How? How is God going to speak to us? He does so in all different sorts of ways. When you pray, when you, when you look into his word, when you read scripture, you, you see the, the many different communications with God that people had. I think a lot of times we feel we need to hear the, the loud, booming voice of God. And, and then we'll know if, if all of a sudden the trumpets sound. And oh Man. Look, he very well may speak that way, but, but sometimes he doesn't. There's a story here, I, I put it up there behind me for you in 1 Kings 19, Elijah uh, was, was talking with God and he was looking for an answer from God and God told him, go on up to the mountain and, and there I'm going to be passing by, you'll, you'll hear from me. Elijah got up on the mountaintop and, and at first scripture says that, that there was a wind that tore through the mountains and shattered the rocks and it says and God was not there. And then all of a sudden, there was an earthquake, this, this violent roar, and the earth just quaked, it shook. And scripture says, but God was not in the earthquake. After that followed a blazing fire, it torched and, and scorched everything around, but, but God was not in the fire. And then in verse 12, it says, after the fire came a gentle whisper. And that's how God spoke to Elijah. Elijah. But if you're not listening, you'll miss it. If you're walking through life looking for the earthquakes, for the violent wind, for the, for the lightning bolt to, to shatter down, you might just very well miss the voice of God. He speaks to us when we're in prayer, when we open up his word, when we search for truth. He speaks to us through other people, through circumstances. You just have to open your eyes and see what he's saying and, and how he's directing. God may speak to you audibly or, or very well. It may just be his spirit, just, just something inside that tells you. But it's communication with God. And to communicate with God, you have to be honest. You have to, you have to tell him the things that are on your heart. You have to do so continually, and you have to listen. Listening. 
as the band is making their way up, I, I want to close with a, an, a, a, for me, this season is, is what a, is probably an extremely life-altering, impactful time when uh, our family heard the voice of God. It was six years ago this week. Six years ago this week, I'd already, I'd already traveled to Paris a couple times to help out the, the previous pastor who was battling cancer. But for the first time, for the first time, I, I piled the whole family into a motorhome, <laughs> drove from Harlingen, Texas, headed for Paris. Now, now hear me, when I say we piled into a motorhome, I'm not talking like one of those, you know, glitter job, multi-slide out, you know, you can pull a vehicle for every member of the family that's, that's in the vehicle kind of motorhomes. I'm talking like an like a Uncle Eddie. The kind where you foil the windows so nobody sees you inside. You know, you're going to enjoy the ride, but nobody else needs to know. We're going to keep this quiet. We piled into this motorhome and we drove 12 hours. 12 hours from South Texas up to Paris, Texas. Our thought was we, we knew that I was going to be preaching for, for Pastor Paul that weekend. And, and, and afterwards, we were going to go ahead and continue on another 12 hours the next day, right after church, we'd leave and we'd continue on to visit Melissa's family in Kansas. Have Thanksgiving with the family. Made it to Paris, Texas. And, and I, I can't imagine um, what those 40, 40 people in the building were thinking that day when a potential new pastor pulled up in, in the Winnebago. <laughs> Um, I looked it up. I, I looked back through my notes. I, I titled that message, Six Years Ago, Giving Thanks. Giving thanks. And, and I preached it to the best of my ability to those, those 40 that were there. Those 40 who had been praying. People like Paul and Susan. Greg and Suzanne. Donald and Sarah. Jeff and Regine. Jerry. Cora May, Charlie, Debbie, Ken and Deva, Connie and Eddie, Ray and Twyla. I, I preached my heart out with stories. I looked back through my notes. I had, I had stories on Rudyard Kipling. I, I, had, I had a story about Napoleon. and I had personal examples in my own life. I had, I had examples of, of family members, my brother-in-law and Thanksgiving. And, 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 and I, I preached my heart out for Thanksgiving. And quite honestly, it was... Probably no more than okay. I wasn't used to it. It wasn't my norm, but, but, but my pastor, Ron Corzine, my, another mentor of mine, Barry Jackson, and, and also a pastor here, Paul Derringer, had recently asked me to pray and to consider moving my family up and stepping in as the pastor in northeast Texas, a town called Paris. For me, I, I had visited a few times, like I said, and, and I'd already kind of had a, a place in my heart. I, I'd set the GPS on one of those trips, landed in Dallas, set the GPS, wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on, and, and the GPS was telling me, turn left here, turn right here. And, and at one point in time, I, all of a sudden, I'm going through this downtown, I'm going through these streets, and, and I'm just sitting mesmerized by this city, and, and okay, this little town. 
And I got to the center square and, and, and Google said, you are here. I still thought I had a, a, you know, another, another 30, 40, 50 miles to go. But Google said, you're here. And I realized, man, this is it. But I hadn't brought the family. And so as a family, we took the opportunity driving to Kansas for Thanksgiving to, to stop and to try it out, to pray about it, to see what God would say. After the service, Melissa and I loaded the family up started driving north. We'd gone to eat in town and, and, and we're driving back. We get on 271 and we're heading north and we pass the church and, and we pass the church and, and Melissa just starts. Mel and I both wanting to hear from God. Driving past the church and driving driving on further north, looking back, and in the, in the side view mirror, you could kind of look back and you could, you could see what was Paris as we're leaving, and, and, and all of a sudden, Melissa started longing for home, started weeping. <laughs> it was a gentle whisper. The Spirit speaking to her heart, to my heart, and we knew that Paris was home. We knew this was where we belonged. We knew that, that we couldn't go much longer without making this our place. We, we, we knew that we'd be leaving behind a great church. We'd be leaving behind friends that loved us. But that God was going to give us all of that and more in a new place. We didn't know where we'd live. We, we, we didn't know how it would work out financially. But man, we knew that God had given ear to our sighing. And now it was just awaiting an expectation. Awaiting an expectation for the wonders of God. The, the, the expectation of, uh, of the things that God would do among the people that we lived among. That they would see how awesome the work that the Lord is doing. Prayer. Prayer is communication. With God. It's, it's being gut level honest with a God who desires a relationship. It's, it's not some, some babbling, rambling, that, you know, a misrepresentation of who you are, but, but it's continually sharing the very things that concern you with a Father who cares for you. And then, above all, it's listening to the Father's voice and being diligent to obey. It's simple, but it has the ability to radically change your life. It's communicating with God. If you'll bow your heads with me, Lord God, I, I thank you so much for the, the joy, the pleasure that we have in, in being able to have a relationship with you, Lord God, to be able to communicate with you. I thank you, Father, for, for the relationship that you want with us, Lord God. And I pray this morning that you would hear our cry, that you would, you would hear our sighs, Lord Jesus. We bring our requests before you, Lord God, and, and we, we submit before you, Lord Jesus, and then, and then we wait in expectation. Because we know, Lord Jesus, that you've, you've, built, you've, you've moved the mountain before, and we know, Lord God, that you're going to do it again. God, we... We come before you through prayer and, and we pray, Lord, to hear your voice. 
And I pray, Lord Jesus, that this church, these, these people, this group of individuals, that, that, that we would wake up, Lord God, with a fervor, with a heart, with a desire just to, to, to communicate with you, Lord God, to, to, yes, present our requests, but then to also sit there and listen to what you have to say, to read the scripture, Lord God, and hear your voice. Again, as I continue to pray with every head bowed and every eye closed, I, man, if you're here this morning, and, and this time of year, coming up into Thanksgiving, even on into Christmas, this is, this is a hard time for you for whatever reason, whether it be family, whether it be financial, relationships, whatever the situation. If you're here this morning, I, I don't want to uh, embarrass you, but man, I want you to know there's a body of believers that wants to pray for you. And me personally, I want to pray with you this morning. If you'd real quickly just show me your hand, I'd love to pray with you. I'm going to pray a prayer. I see it. I see it. Anybody else? I see it. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I, we come before you right now with individuals who are hurting, with people, Lord God, that are broken or, or, or situations, Lord God, that we maybe not be able to control. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever the issue is, Lord God, we, we present our request before you. Lord, we give it to you. We, we come before you with the burdens, with the anxieties, with the, with the hurts, and we lay them before you, God. I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, across this room that, that people would know, Lord God, they would feel the embrace of a father who cares, not some far off distant God who's, who's looking for some sort of expectation, but instead a, a God who desires a relationship and, and wants nothing more than to show you love. Father, I pray this morning that those individuals that raised their hand would, would feel you even closer than they ever have, Lord God, that they would know that coming in from the sand pit, coming in from outside, they don't have to dust themselves off and, and try and come in with the proper voice, Lord God, but, but they can just come in with open arms and you're there to hold them, to care for them, to, to never leave them, to never forsake them, to walk with them, Lord God. I pray, Father, that that we all in this room would become a people of prayer, a people that, that desire to communicate with you, Lord God, not just, not just to you, Father, but that we would communicate with you, that there would be this exchange, that we would realize the blessing that we've been given, the, 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 the gift that we've been given in a God who cares and loves. Father, I thank you. I thank you this morning for a group of 40 that prayed and took a chance on me. For a couple mentors that saw in me what I couldn't see in myself. I thank you, Lord God, for the work that you're doing today through those 40, through those prayers, the, the, the things that we see, Lord God, that the people we live among, Father, would, would see the mighty, awesome work that you were doing. Let your hand continue to move through us into other people's lives, Lord, we pray in your precious mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Guys, I pray you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Give it to God. Communicate with him. God bless you all.